1: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the
2: Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord, good evening to you, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's good to be with you. As I said yesterday, as we continue a theme that we actually started last week, we were speaking about the Feast of Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, when the Maccabees cleansed the temple and rededicated it. And we want to pick up the theme of dedication because that was a feast that's been celebra- that's celebrated for eight days. And we need to take that theme and see how it is reflected in our own lives. Actually, we should all be dedicated to the Lord, consecrated unto the Lord. But we're talking about two very specific areas of our lives. And that that concerns our seeing and our hearing. And that has to do
3: with our heart, As how we see and how we hear. Really. That's why we need to be born again.
2: Hallelujah. And we know that God uh, put a judgment on the people of Israel because of their condition. And if you read uh, Isaiah chapter 6, beginning at verse 9, we read these words. And he said, Go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive, keep on looking, but do not understand, render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, and their eyes dim, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. Again, we're emphasizing this week that our eyes and our ears are instruments that that form our personality, form who we are, because what we see and what we hear is absorbed into our being. But God wants those things, our eyes and our ears, dedicated to him, so we can be effective servants of the Most High God. And
3: our hearts.
2: And our hearts. And we see the admonition in the book of Hebrews, Chapter 3, beginning at verse 12, Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart. He's talking about eyes, but he's talking about unbelieving heart in falling away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long it is still called today, lest any one of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. While it is said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoke me. So we've been speaking about how our eyes and our ears need to be dedicated to the Lord.
3: And yes, yeah. our hearts.
2: <laughs> and our hearts. Well, we see it all in Matthew 5, 8, Juni. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. A dramatic link between our seeing and the condition of our heart. It says in Psalm 119, verse 37, Take away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in the ways in thy ways. Establish thy word Thy to thy servant as that which produces reverence for thee. And we know in Matthew 5, it talks about men looking at a woman with lust in their eyes, which is already considered adultery. We have to be careful of what we see. What books do we read? What TV programs do we watch? What movies would we be willing to go to? Again, uh, Paul's first admonition by God when he was struck down on the road to Damascus was to go to the Jew and the Gentile to open their eyes to turn from darkness to light, from the dominion of Satan to the dominion of God. We close yesterday's program by reading 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. This is people talking, uh, people in in the body of the Lord, but wanting to have their ears tickled. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away from the truth and will turn aside to myths. You know what? We're beginning to see that already, and it's only going to get worse. We need our eyes and our ears dedicated.
3: And we need to be rededicated to the ways of God. And Jesus taught us that by the way he lived, by the way he died. And his resurrected life is available he desires to live in your heart and in mine, and he desires to live his resurrected life in and through your hearts and in and through, Shelly, in my heart and yes, our life, Lord. that we might be the living light Hallelujah. of the world. And if Jesus lives in us, he is the light. And if we allow his life to transform us and change our hearts, we live differently and we uh, see differently. We hear differently because it's not by our flesh or by our soul, because God delivered our soul. Jesus came to save our soul. So he wants to give us a new life and give us his light and if nothing changes in the world, in your life or mine, everything will change for us. Thank you, Lord. When we turn to the Lord,
2: Hallelujah. He gives
3: us Shelley yes. His Shalom, His yes. peace.
2: Amen. He is Let it the be. Prince is. of Amen. Peace. You know, many things said about the people of Israel really we could say have perhaps have application to our lives. Zechariah seven eleven, for example but they refused to pay attention and turned a stubborn shoulder and stopped their ears from hearing. How many times did we want not want to hear what the word of God said or a message that we didn't agree with? Hosea 5.11, another example. You have become dull of hearing. In Acts 28.27, the heart of this people has become dull, and if our hearts become dull, Our hearing will be dull, and our eyesight will be dull as well. Again, Junie, as we're pointing out, everything depends upon the condition of the heart, which is the center of who we are. And, Shelley,
3: we'll always have our old heart in there, which is good and evil. And Jesus gives us a new heart, which is a heart of flesh, which can be pliable in his hands, and his law is written on our heart, according to Jeremiah thirty one thirty one, so that we might not sin against him. So to recognize God has given us a means and a way back to him, if we found ourselves slipping and sinning against God or doing something that we know we shouldn't have done, we can come back and ask the Lord to cleanse us and forgive us and as King David cried out in Psalm 21, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit
2: within me." Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We read in Proverbs 18:15, "The mind of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge." Again, as are, are we listening? to get a greater degree of knowledge of who the Lord is? Or are we listening to things that have nothing to do with the Lord? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made both of them. If the Lord made our eyes and the Lord made our ears, it's for his purposes to hear and see what the Lord is about
3: And you know, the Lord spoke to us and told us to be holy as he is holy. And holiness is really Paul's gospel, Mm. and only God is holy. So if we do what's right in God's sight, if we ask the Holy One to live his life in and through us, He transforms us, Shelley. Yes, Lord. He changes us, and we really become different. And our light will shine in the darkness, just like the menorah. Every candle that's lit by the shamus causes darkness to cease being. Thank you, Lord. Because the light is shining in the darkness.
2: Let it be. May we shine. Hallelujah. Um, I'm not going to read the whole parable, but I encourage you to look at uh, Luke chapter 8. It's the parable of the sower. And it's uh, the seed falling at the different ground. And in the parable of the sower, Jesus explains the seed that fell in good soil. And he says this, These are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance, how are you receiving the word of God? Whether you're reading it, whether you're hearing a message, so we need again to see our eyes and ears dedicated, committed, consecrated unto the Lord. And Shelley,
3: it's living what we have seen with His eyes or heard through his ears, which is his word, his way of life. Being a Christian, being a believer in the Holy One, is not only reading our Bible, praying and going to meetings, it's living a new life. Day
2: in and day out. A light that shines
3: in darkness.
2: Ephesians 1, beginning at verse 15. Uh, An incredible portion of Scripture. Ephesians 1, beginning in verse 15. For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Have you ever considered the fact that the, eye, the our, our hearts have eyes? I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Do you know why it's written that way? Junie, because both the Greeks and the Hebrew people in that time looked at the heart as the center of our personality. That's the the very pulse beat of our life. But but the eyes of your understanding, but I think it's better with the way this says it, New American, the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened. And the word there for heart is cardia. So it's really powerful, June. And We're going to conclude tomorrow, and I hope you're receiving something from these programs. We pray that in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784 scottsdale arizona 85252 and you can also contact them on their website shelleyandjunevolk.com that's shelleyandjunevolk.com until next time the lord bless thee and keep thee the lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee the lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace